Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on January 19th, 2023. And thanks so much for being with us today. And if you're not with us today, you're with us at some time, so you know that we archive the shows over at ace-ed.org, ace-ed.org. Go over there anytime, and you can go under podcast. You'll see the link, and you can go sort through all the shows, listen to whatever you want to. But I hope you listen to this one. Okay, this is Dr. Jared Jacks. Okay, J-A-X, Dr. Jared Jacks. Jared is a, is a physics teacher, physics teacher, okay, and also the CTE, Career Technical Ed Coordinator at a great school called Staten Island Technical High School in New York City. Okay, it's consistently one of the top 100 high schools in the United States. Okay, we've had the show, we had the school on before. We got Jared today, and we're going to talk about how CTE fits into strong academic behavior, okay, and also how it ensures equity for everybody. It really creates well-rounded academics, and I'm thrilled to have a physics teacher who's involved in CTE. Please go over to our website, ace-ed.org. See you everything we do over there, our magazine, Equity and Access, which is a wonderful online journal. Just click on the cover. We have SEL Today. We have TeacherRetention.com. You'll see it all linked there. And, again, every podcast is over there, ace-ed.org. And I just want to say you're welcome to subscribe to the magazine. Everything we do over there is free. And if you're interested at all, okay, in Equity and Access for Kids, and I assume you are because you're listening to what we do here, Please go over, sign up for free. You'll really enjoy the magazine. It's really good. We're not going to harass you. We don't do anything with the list except send you the magazine. Okay? So it's free. No tricks. No nothing. Okay. So I hope I just I, I hope I just talked Jared into signing up. Let's find out. He's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. Still spinning. What's going on here? Jared, we'll get you. For some reason, it's not connecting. Well, that's weird. I don't know what's going on. That never happens. Jared, you may have to call back in if you can hear me. I don't know why it's not connected. It just Jared just dropped. He's going to call back in in a minute. I am sure. Let me go over this again. Okay, <clears throat> what I wanted to say, and this to me is extremely important, and I do have to thank uh, Ian McCullough over at Turnitin for introducing me to uh, the folks over at Staten Island Technical High School. First of all, I got to tell you this. They are known as, if you go over to their website, Staten Island Technical High School, they are the Siths, S I T H S, like Revenge of the Sith, okay, in Star Wars. Siths, Siths, Staten Island Technical High School.org. You can learn a lot about what they do over there. There's Jared. Hi, Jared. I don't know what happened there a minute ago. Okay, how you doing? Larry? Good morning, Larry. Can you hear me? Hi, buddy. How are you? Good, hey, good man. Got the technical difficulties. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. You know, well, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I got to tell you, um, I'm, I'm, I was expecting because you're the CTE coordinator to have no problem at all with connecting. Okay, what was the you problem? Know, what was the challenge? Yeah, yeah you're so I good. heard you. I heard you loud and cl- I heard you loud and clear the whole time. Uh, you know, when whenever we deal with technology and education. <laughs> it's never easy. It never goes the way it's supposed to, but it never does. But we pivot, we adapt, and, and and we always have to roll with the punches as it comes in. You know, so yeah. And, Good and to be I don't with know you if you heard me. me it's a pleasure. I don't know if you heard me at the beginning there, but it, when I, when I first learned about you guys, I went over to your website and it was 
S-I-T-H-S, Staten Island Technical High School. But it reminds me of the Revenge of the Sith. Isn't that a Star Wars thing, Revenge of the Sith? Am I missing something? no, yes. we, we we kind of uh, we kind of geek out on, on the Star Wars theme from time to time at the school, but um, we are not the evil empire. We are we are uh, trying to be a beacon for the city and for CTE, and I hope uh, I can try to promote as much as possible today on the show what what value it's adding to you know the youth today. Uh, well, believe me, this is a great school. And by the way, I, just, I do want to say something. Say hello to Mark and Kristen for me. Mark er- Erlenmoyne and Kristen Fusano Pisa were on the show uh, in 2022. I hope they're doing great. Okay, and I, please Absolutely. tell them hello for me. Okay, we, we've had a good Everybody's show. Good it, it, well, you are doing good things. But I want—I got to ask you this, Jared, to start off. And I, and I love this. You're a physics teacher. But you're also the CTE coordinator, career technical education. That's that's very rare to see that combination. Okay, very rare. Okay, so talk to so me about I, how um, you, yeah, go go for it. Just talk about how you became the coordinator of those things. It's really interesting to me. So I uh, I do teach physics. I've been teaching physics for the DOE for 15 years in New York City. Wow. Um, wow. I got my doctorate at Columbia in instructional technology right after I graduated and started working. Um, I've always had a passion for technology, and, um, and, and what I focus on specifically at, at the school that I'm at now and also at my previous school where I started in the Bronx, um, yeah. engineering and, and information technology. Um, I had a principal at my first school who kind of saw the, the blending of the different fields um, STEM was starting to emerge as a big buzzword and, and thing that, uh, you know, people were promoting across education. And uh, he kind of looped me into it and never looked back since then. Um, I've learned a lot in the time that I've been here. I met a lot of great people, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And you could see the value added for the kids, so it keeps me going. And, and I really yeah. enjoy working with uh, the students and staff at Staten Island Technical High School. So I'm at a great place, and, and, you know, we want to keep pushing the limits of what we could do in education. Good for you, man. How long have you been there? Uh, This is my 10th year at Staten Island Tech. I worked for five years in the Bronx. And uh, in the time that I've gone here, um, there was um, a lot of the teachers who had started the program had retired, and a new wave had kind of, you know, brought new energy and new skills into it. And we've been able to modernize what we do, and hopefully we get to – talk a little bit about some of those things and uh, oh, show what CTE could be like in the 21st century. And knowing a little bit about the New York City geography, do you live on Staten Island? Where do you, where do you I live? I do live it's on Staten Island. Good man. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I married a Staten Island girl when, uh, when I went to school out here. I went to Wagner College, uh, bounced oh. around in the city for a little bit, and then uh, moved back to the island about 10 years ago. Good for you, man. I, I, you know, it's so rare that people uh, that people who visit New York go to Staten Island, which is truly, if I may, and I don't miss the other boroughs listening. Don't misunderstand this. It, it stands alone, kind of. It's it's a neighborhood in and of itself. If I, if I can, can I say it that way? Is that okay, Jared? It's a neighborhood in I and think, of itself. I you think know. it's a great way. It is it is a small island, even though we have a population of almost half a million. It's but, amazing. Um, it is, it is sometimes referred to as the forgotten borough, probably for that reason. <laughs> is, uh, yeah. But, but we, uh, we, we do a lot of good things on the island, and it, it does build I a lot of community. Great. 
being a small island in, in, inside of the city. Yeah, and it's a, it's a it's a great place. People have never been there. Everybody talks about Staten Island Ferry. They have a zoo. It's really a cool place. Okay, and it's just, it's just a good place, Staten Island, and I can't say enough for it. That's a terrific. But you, do your kids come only from Staten Island, or do they come from all over the city? How's how so as just work? So as uh, as any public school in New York City, students have the right to apply to any school in any of the boroughs. Um, we have about half of our population actually coming in from Brooklyn, um, and we, mm-hmm. we get a, a random a random student or two who might come from Manhattan or or Queens and take the trip. Um, it does present challenges when students want to commute to the island. Yeah, um, and we've yeah. had to we've had to account for that. Um, but you know, we 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 definitely open the doors to anybody that uh, is able to get in, and and we like to branch out as much as we can. Um, into the other boroughs as well, especially when it comes to stuff with CTE, because we'll be working with businesses and families and uh, just trying to build relationships with the community um, wherever our students come from. And, and, you know, you said something uh, before that really struck me. CTE is career and technical education, okay? And that that used to be, if I may show my age here, shop class, wood shop electrical shop, home economics for the girls, if I remember, and cooking, okay, electric shop, I remember that, okay, mechanical drawing. Uh, obviously, things have changed. And what you said a few minutes ago about instructional technology, and then you said you really are always drawn to technology, all right? And I, I was curious about that. As you look at CTE, Mr. CTE coordinator over at Staten Island, okay, talk to me, Jared, about when you look at CTE, what comes to your mind? You're the coordinator, okay? But it's not its not just, if I may, vocational education, the old time. You're thinking much, much deeper into that term. Talk about it. When you're a physics so, teacher, I love that. Yeah, go ahead, man. Talk about it. So, so, so yeah, I, you know, I have a physics background, and, and, you know, STEM is kind of like an overarching theme. Um, we focus our CTE program on engineering. Um, and we try to branch out to as many other things. But um, you're right. I mean, CTE got its roots in vocational education. And for some yeah. reason, along the way, it turns into like a dirty word. And, and, you know, people try to, you know, downplay the value of it. But the trades, like you just described, definitely have a place in the world. And for students oh. that are looking for for a consistent job that, you know, if you do a good, if you do good in the field, it, it could be very high paying and, you know, stable. And so students that pursue vocational education or the trades aspect of things is definitely encouraged. Um, but since um, the early 2000s, the federal government kind of has tried to branch out that model of how to connect the classroom to the working world um, right, into right. kind of this umbrella term of career and technical education. And they've put federal funding behind it, and that's kind of where the um, the nomenclature the nomenclature has changed to be more encompassing of you know high demand fields, and so um, there's a very important piece of legislation called the Perkins um, Act, yes, which yes. Um, which which basically is a huge funding source for all the schools um, who are doing CTE, and the idea of that was just that as a you know as a country. We need to promote um, fields that are growing and are in high demand and technical. 
and will allow students to have a, a strong career as they go into it, a high-paying career. And so, you know, depending on the area that you're in, CTE has been adapted to really fit the needs of the community. Um, in New York City, we have um, a lot of different fields that are being promoted right now, especially in things like healthcare, information technology, engineering, things like that. And we're trying to, you know, capitalize on as much of that as we can with the students that we have. Um, and, and even though, you know, it's thought of as like something that students will just enter the trades right out of high school, which some do, <laughs> um, it, it's, also right. a way to, it's also a way to promote careers and understanding of what it takes to do those careers right. uh, for kids that want to go to college, too, and need further training um, in order to be able to get some of those jobs, especially in a field like engineering where, um, you know, you can't really get licensed as an engineer without a bachelor's degree. Right. So you're, the students at Staten Island, your high school, the technical high school, are, are, are I want to ask this right away, are, what percentage of them, okay, go, go there as a, I'll call pre-engineering, okay, as opposed to, and I say this with all the respect necessary, pre-plumbing, pre-healthcare pre, uh, nurse, Okay, how many of the kids are, are, what percentage are going for engineering per se? When you, and again, you're the CTE coordinator, you've got to handle all of this. Jared. So, so yeah, I mean, Larry, we, um, we, we offer a lot of different um, I know you courses yeah. and after school activities for our students. Um, plumbing's not really something that we focus on at our school in particular, but um, we, we, as part of the CTE program, do try to mm -hmm. promote um, during open houses and try to recruit kids who are interested specifically in engineering and um, information it. technology, healthcare. Um, and that's one of the things with New York City that's actually really great because they have high school fairs where families can learn about the different, um, you know, elective courses and the things that each school is, is, is fitting to, to what they want to do. Um, and we promote CTE as much as possible, but we recognize that there's some kids that are going to go through the courses and decide to go and be a lawyer or want to be, of course, you know, other things beyond what we want to do. So we think that the skills that we're building through CTE are definitely transferable and will allow the they kids are. as soon as they leave they to make a good choice as to where they want to go. And you just brought up my next question. As you guys create your curriculum, what skills are you building? That's an important so question. Yeah, so, so what we do, and I mean, for those of, for those of the people that are, are not really familiar um, with CTE, there's really, you know, two aspects to it. And um, I always have a firm belief that everything starts in the classroom. Um, and so what you had kind of just touched upon is that, you know, we're trying to promote um, skills within the engineering field, how to use modern manufacturing technologies, um, wow. and then also how to integrate things uh, related to computer science, data, data analytics, things like that. Um, and then, you know, from there, we are connecting with the workforce and industry partners that we have in the community. Mm -hmm. And the, the other side of CTE is that not only are you learning academic knowledge, but you're also learning how to apply it in the real world. And That's right. We've been, very, we've been very blessed to work with a lot of different community partners and have been able to get our students a lot of different opportunities, hopefully culminating with internships uh, to work with businesses and see, 
what the field is really like. Um, and from there, students are hopefully able to really make good choices about, you know, what they want to do, whether it's, you know, someone who wants to, not necessarily at our school, but somebody who maybe wants to jump right into the workforce or if they want to pursue, you know, a two-year or four-year degree, they mm -hmm. know what they're getting themselves into and they're not just going to, you know, spend a bunch of money on a degree that they're not really interested in by the time they graduate. Um, and so, you know, part of it is that the kids might come to Staten Island Tech because they see some of the te cool technology and things like that. And by the end, they're like, I don't want to be an engineer. <laughs> and that's okay, too. <laughs> that's because, okay, too. Because that's what I was going to say. That's okay. Yep. They, they've yep. learned that that's not for them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that that's part of the process, That is a very important too. lesson. That, that's one of the most important lessons you can learn, okay? And Absolutely. if you can learn that in high school, you're ahead of the game, okay? This is not for me, okay? And I learned and, that. Uh, I love science. I loved, I loved science when I was a kid, and uh, but I'm not good at math, okay? And I learned that science is so math-based as I went through high school, okay, that this is not something I want to pursue further. It's just a, a hobby, so to speak, something I like, but I'm going on to something different. Which brings me to the question, okay? You're a very specialized high school, if I may. How do you find, and I know you work with Mark on this, but how do you folks find the, your principal? How do you find the right teachers? Because, you, you know, I understand the math teacher. I understand the, quote, engineering or robotics teacher. Certainly, they fit in beautifully, okay? But the English teacher, okay, the social studies teacher, all right, et cetera. How do you find the right person to meet the needs of that particular student? Because you're leaning in such a strong direction towards technical and, in this case, engineering uh, education. It's an, it, it, what is it? How do you and Mark do it, Jared? So, so you know, you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head, Larry. I mean, it really does start with the, the classroom and the teachers. Sure. Um, I feel like no matter where you're at, you know, that's got to be the building block for whatever you're doing. Um, we have a great staff from the humanities all through the technical uh, field. Um, I know you and, do. And, you know, really, really what we try to do is, you know, try to have some common themes across what we're doing, um, even though not necessarily they're teaching the same types of, you know, projects necessarily in an English class that they would in, you know, like a robotics class. But the problem-solving approach, the more generalized skills that they could apply in terms of using technology to incorporate into their work. Um, we just had, a, you know, a math class where they were doing um, a project where they were using uh, 3D modeling software to show certain geometries. Yeah. Um, well. and, then, and then we get into, well. something, we get into <laughs> something like, um, like an English class. And the kids are asked to design, you know, some type of interpretation of text, and they jump in and start building a 3D model of something. And so, you know, like the kids understand that these types of skills are transferable. Um, we have teachers that are willing to kind of allow the students the freedom to show what they learn in different settings. Of course, to bend and, the curriculum. Um, yes. Bend the curriculum, especially with yeah. assessment. That's been a real focus, is getting away from you know, the traditional multiple choice test and, you know, trying to incorporate more project-based learning. Um, That's good. Giving kids, <laughs> giving kids choice. Right. Um, and, and these are things that, you know, they're not necessarily tied to any one class in particular, but it's things that all teachers can kind of start to see the value in. Um, and we want to support that, and we do support that administratively 
We got a great administrative team, starting with Mark at the yeah, top. Yeah, you do. Um, you do. And then all the way down, all the way down, just giving teachers freedom to explore and create. Um, we do have a lot of students who, you know, are taking AP tests and earn, earning college credits. So we still want to push them to, <laughs> to, to, you know, go beyond and, and, and challenge themselves, but, but also, um, you know, kind of incorporate these other types of skills along the way. Right. It's, it's just so darn important. And how engaged you, your, your school is specific. Okay. And if I may, I, all students have made the choice to go there. Am I correct? Or there or other junior highs that automatically feed in. I assume it's a choice school. Would that be correct? It's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. They actually have to take um, an entrance exam to get into Good. it. And then the way Good. it works in, in New York city is um, you kind of get ranked based on how you score on the exam and what your first and second and third choices are. And from that, they kind of start matching students with the schools that they're eligible for. Um, so, wow. yeah, the students, the students definitely pick it. The parents pick it. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. they, all kind of, they all kind of know what they're buying into. Um, the parents are, are great. We have a, we have a great uh, sure. PTA who supports the program and supports the kids as much as possible. Um, and so, you know, it is a real effort. We try to communicate as much as we can with what we're doing. The parents especially love getting their kids paid work experiences when we can. Yeah, um, yeah sure. And that's, a, that's another part of the whole equity thing. You know, we have, as you said, we have a specialized population, but we also have students that are, you know, first or second generation immigrants. We have students, uh, almost half of our population is a very low socioeconomic status. Um, and so for a lot of the kids, finding opportunities to get, you know, high-paying jobs or just start working is, is really important. And that's something that, you know, across the board, whether it's our school or other schools, those are the types of things that can really start to build equity, you know, not just within one school, but within a community. And, you know, you, you just said about low socioeconomic uh, uh, families, breaking that cycle of poverty. With the, yeah. the student who might be the first child to go to a college or something, what you guys are doing, you could put your head on the pillow and sleep well at night. Okay, that's 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 the American dream. That's monumental. Okay, you guys got to feel. And you, we do, yeah, you got to feel good about. We that. really do. Gotta, we really yeah. do. We really do get a lot of families that are first and second generation, and um, so they, some of their some of their children are the first going to college. Um, and, and part of that is, is falls back on us to help them make good decisions about it because their parents right. haven't gone to college. Right. They don't really know what that process right. is and what it could lead to. So it is, it is about, you know, the, the kind of the accomplishment of getting to college, but then like, what are you going to do with that after the fact? Or are you just like spending money on a degree that you're not going to end up utilizing as much as you could if you had, you know, had a little bit more direction earlier on? to find something that you're, you know, you're really passionate about and things that you're going to stick with for, for the long term. Right. I, I think, I think it's, it's wonderful. Just a great situation all around. I have to ask this. This is a, how many kids go to the school? We have What's about 1,350 kids right now. <laughs> um, we've been, we've been growing. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the school, the school has, was actually founded as, kind of a vocational school um, sure, that has transformed over the years. Um, but originally the population of the school was around like seven or 800 and it's pretty much doubled the first, in the last first thing about 20, 20 years. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> we are definitely at capacity, but, uh, 
And that and and Larry, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually a, another challenge and another thing that you know schools have to kind of account for when they're going into this is you know we're talking about you know technical things that as you said might require a shot might require equipment that takes that's up a lot right. of space and you know and the and room so to when, do uh, it and the room to that's do right. it yeah exactly right it's it's uh, and like you know yes one of the things, doing on that one of the things that, one of the things that we've been able to carve out in the school is, is a makerspace, which has become, okay. you know, over the last decade, um, very popular for, for a way for students um, to kind of create independently and, and you know, get hands-on. Um, and so we've been able to carve out some space for that. That's one of the projects that I'm very passionate about and work with. And those are areas where we could get the kids hands-on. We can let them be creative and artistic and and we have, uh, you know, not just the technology classes using it, but we have a lot of the humanities going down to make um, build build and design projects that are related to topics that they're covering. And so some of these spaces are shared spaces, um, and, and we invite teachers from the humanities and other, um, you know, departments to come in and see what's going on. And if they find a way to connect the dots across curricula i mean that's that's a win-win-win across that's the board the for everybody so you just said it right there that's the key is cross-curricular you've got a golden opportunity here and i remember when i'm a social study i was a social studies teacher and i remember one of my favorite courses in college was a history of american technology okay the, the industrial revolution etc it was a fascinating course about American invention, et cetera. And it fits so beautifully in. I just thought of that today as we were talking about all this, you know, into what you guys are doing, okay? And you, 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 the same thought processes go in, okay, to, to teaching that. And it just brings everything together. And I think, it's, I think it's just very important. I have a question, Jared. Yours is a school of choice. You, you accept children to go in there, Okay. Is there any kind of, and I'm just curious about this, the kids, the, the key word these days is engagement. Are the students engaged? Okay. I have a feeling the students at Satin Island Tech are very, very engaged, and I have a feeling that there are very few discipline problems. Okay. I realize we're dealing with young kids, but not young kids, but teenagers who are a little nutsy anyway. Okay. But what, what's the word on that? The engagement factor and the discipline factor. So I, I can tell you, Larry, having come from the Bronx in a, a very tough neighborhood, that yeah, yeah. the discipline problems are not the same. Um, our students are not perfect. They have their own issues that we are accounting for. Um, there are still, you know, students being teenagers and doing dumb things, and we deal with that when it comes along. Um, the kids overall are very motivated to be at the school, um, and as you said, as you said, they choose to be here. Sometimes maybe it's their parents choosing for them, um, but but when once they get here, they kind of know that you know we're gonna we're gonna hold them to a high expectation of what they do in the classroom. Um, but we try to make it as fun as possible. As far as engagement, um, as so many other people are probably, you know, dealing with is um, what the post-pandemic yeah. <laughs> engagement and, uh, you know, keeping <laughs> kids interested and locked in looks like. We have that same issue. Um, and so for our students, you know, they're, 
their attention span is just as short as, as everybody else at this point. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we got to make it fun. We got to make it engaging. Um, and so, so really the biggest thing that, uh, you know, with anything that we do is we just try to show the relevance. We try to show how this connects to things they're doing outside of school, things that they're interested in, um, where they can go with it as far as a career and things like that. And, um, you know, for, 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 the, for the schools that do have to deal with a lot of disciplinary issues, we get that. But, um, you know, I, I was at a school in the Bronx for five years dealing with a lot of that, and I found value in CTE there as much as it was here. Yeah. It might have looked a little bit different. We might have taught some different classes. But overall, the kids understand that, like, the incorporation of these types of technologies, these types of, these types of skills are things that, you know, they can use in their lives. And usually, if they're choosing a school like this or they're choosing a technical school, they've kind of thought about this a little bit, maybe played around with it on their own, whether it was part of a class yeah. or not. Um, and so they're excited to try to use it. Some of them may not know what it really is until they dive in. And that's, like I said, that's part of the process, too. You know, they think that they understand what robotics means or they think they understand what computer science means or something like that. And then they realize that there's growing pains and it's not as easy as they thought. And that's where the challenge yeah. comes in. So, exactly. And is it, a, is it a 9 through 12 school? Grade 9 through 12? We, we are a 9 through 12 school. Um, we, um, we do offer a lot of college credit. And so usually for right. our particular right. population, by the time they get into like their junior and senior year, they're taking a lot of AP classes or they're taking classes that have been accredited by schools. Um, and so, well, that's another kind of draw for the school is that the kids know that when they come here, they're going to be able to, you know, earn some credits along the way. And actually that's part of the CTE model in general it is. is connecting it is. with post-secondary partners. Um, and whether that be earning college credits or, or sometimes it's, uh, it's called like advanced standing where they can get into the school um, if they graduate uh, from the program and things like that. There's all these incentives built into CTE to really show the students where they can go with it, whether they choose to jump into the workforce or go to further education in a two- or four-year institution. It's really fascinating. And kids make a choice to go there, and there are regular high schools on, on Staten Island, of course, all through New York City. Okay, my, my, What's the transfer rate out? Okay, kid to kid or the kid's parents decide, oh, you should be an engineer. I want to be an engineer. Okay, so they go in in ninth grade. They start taking, you know, your curriculum, 10th grade. They're not doing as well as they thought. They don't like it as much as they thought, maybe 11th grade. How many of the kids stay 9th through 12th? Because it might not be right for them. You said that before. They may need to uh, – uh, they may change their mind, to be quite honest. What's the word on that? How do you handle that? So um, that is true, Larry, that in New York City they have the option to transfer out um, at, at pretty much any point um, during the year for various issues. Um, we have a, a cohort of students of about 330 to 350 per year, and out of that probably five to ten students um, a year might transfer out or transfer that's in from great. other schools. That's great. Um, so we do re we do retain a lot of the school, um, and that's, that's part great. of that's part of just kind of like the outreach that we do before they get here is like, you know, when we're doing open houses or we're doing events where 
you know, we're opening the doors to the community and, and possible future students, like we let them know what to expect. And so that if they're making the choice to come here, they kind of make an informed decision of what they're going to do and whether or not this is the right fit for them. Um, and and we, we communicate that to the parents as well. Like, you know, there's certain expectations that are very transparent. Um, and then, you know, if, if it's not for them, we have a great guidance staff that, you know, will sit down with the students Good. and the families and make time Good. to, uh, to really do what's best for the for this individual child, it's 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 a great system. I have to ask you this: uh, my good friend Ian Ian McCullough over at Turn It In introduced us. Yeah, to love me. Yeah, he's a great guy. Okay, Turn It In, everybody. Turn It In dot com. But I'm curious. Okay, they're good friends of ours. Okay, but I'm curious. Okay, how do you guys work together besides liking each other? And yeah, how, how, how's the school? Are you working with Turn It In? What do you what do you, what do you deal with them? Just curious. So yes, I um, besides I, liking Ian, used, besides playing with Ian, because yes. Ian is a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian, is, Ian is a great guy. Um, he is actually. <laughs> I I met Ian from um, applying to a Turnitin grant, um, and we were one of the finalists nice. for the grant. We actually didn't get the award, but during the interview, um, they had a process where um, myself and and you mentioned some of the other folks that are at the school as, as like the school leadership team that, that um, Ian has got to engage with. And uh, he just really, he really liked what we were doing um, and has tried to really stay active with us, let us know what Turnitin is doing. Um, we use Turnitin across the curriculum for anybody that, you know, is interested in using it. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Turnitin um, is a very powerful tool for um, giving feedback and um, submitting um, you know, papers for, for different topics. Ian was interested in what I was doing because as a science teacher, you might not think you would use Turnitin. Um, at the time, I was having students um, write a lot of uh, current events articles and how it relates to physics and science in general. Um, and, and I was some of them look exactly like a New York Times article, so you have to use Turnitin they, for that. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. And, that, you know, and so that's one of the things with Turnitin yeah. we would use for, for uh, plagiarism checks, but also yeah. for, you know, giving feedback and stuff like that. It's a great platform. Um, and we've stayed it's connected really with them because they keep growing. Um, and one of the things that we're actually starting to look at is how um, some, of the, some of the AI platforms that are out there I'm now. Just gonna... Um, I was just going to talk to you around. about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wrote yeah. it in this morning as I was looking at the, what we're going to talk about today. And that chat GPT, the, the new chat AI chatbot, everybody, you, know, you can only oh, imagine man. what's coming down the pike with that. Okay. And I just wrote him and I said, Ian, we got to put together a podcast. Okay. With Turn It In and, and, and Chatbot, whatever the hell that thing is. Okay. And we'll see where that goes because it's going to be absolutely uh, amazing. Okay. When that happens. Well, okay. Well, Larry, if you uh, yeah. if you would like to have us back on, I would be happy I would love to, to. Uh, go down that road with you. The um, the AI in ChatGPT um, is is one of those things where um, you know we we presented it to the faculty at our school about a month ago. Oh wow! And you know, wow. some some people look at it as um, some people look at it as just you know a way to cheat. And you totally could do that if anybody, if, you know, if you want to cheat on a test, there's lots of ways you could cheat on a test. But um, we want to try to promote it as a tool because long term, this is this is something that as educators and just as it's here, you know, as society it's in general, it's it's here. 
and it's uh, it's a wild platform. <laughs> um, I've I've started using it for all different types of you know questions and stuff like that that I wanted answered, and it's amazing how how uh, accurate it is. Um, not just for you know simple it's basic questions, but very technical things. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing, Ian, and and, and you know, you you mentioned. Um, you mentioned that it's here to stay. We had a meeting, and part of the CTE process is that you have uh, an advisory board of business partners. And we actually this week had a, had a panel of our uh, business partners come into the building, and I presented on ChatGPT and just oh, asked wow. them, are they using it? Um, you know, what do you see this, how it might affect the, you know, the workflow in, in the professional field? Some have seen it and know what it is. Others we're like the world is ending and you know all our jobs are gone and stuff like that if but, i may terminator honestly, 3 rise of the machines okay <laughs> we're gonna go with the non-apocalyptic version where um you know if you use it as a tool it can really enhance what yeah, you're doing absolutely and you know, uh, we had in one of one of our longest partners um who's who's um who's whose child is an alum of the school. She stayed, she has stayed connected with us. She's an accountant um, on the island, and um, she, she's a little old school, and we were, like, just trying to, you know, show her what things are right now. And she asked a very technical accounting question, and it brought up, like, chapter oh, and verse from something she was just looking at, and she's like, oh, my God, this is yeah. something that could totally save me time and, like, at the end of yeah. it, the, the the AI platform says you should still consult with the CPA um, <laughs> for for most wow. for most of these types of questions. So she's like, oh, thank God, I still have a job. But you know, she's <laughs> like, I could totally you know save time running through yeah, you know exactly. volumes and volumes of tax code. <laughs> so we have you know, to. there's good and bad to it. There is, there is, and we gotta we gotta measure that, and we gotta. We have to make sure that it enhances, if I may sound like a jerk here, but it's true, we got to make sure it enhances academics as opposed to promote cheating. And everything in the education world is changing, okay? The pandemic forced that along as far as I'm concerned. The kids have changed. Everything's changing. And chat GBT is another thing that's changing, Okay, so instead of arguing about it, we just continue to throw out the chalk and work, use that to educate kids. Okay, and you know, because that's just going to get stronger. It's not going to get weaker. It's going to get stronger. It's going to get better. All right, and how do we use that for the good of mankind? Unlike Terminator Three. Okay. You know? and, and honestly, you hit the you hit the nail on the head with that term. Is that's the way I like to always describe things? Is when we look at technology, is it going to fill in a gap that we don't have, or is yeah. it going to enhance something that we already do? And for this particular one, I mean, it's like an enha- it's basically an enhanced Google search that's it letting is, it you kind of it's helping you it's helping you do the research a little bit faster. Um, but then, what do you do with that research? You know, um, there are there are the negative sides of it where like. You know, you might not know if you're interacting with a human or with a machine. <laughs> well, but well, you know, the, some of the, some of the videos that you can watch on it are ridiculous, but it's, yeah, and it's, you, that's what it is. That's right, and it's the same thing. And you have to think about this. I, we have to leave in a few minutes, but it's what the internet. Look at the power of the internet, and then you look at the power of the internet for good, 
and the power of the Internet for evil, okay? <laughs> False news and all that sort of thing, okay? They're just a bunch of crap out there, okay? That's the Internet, good and bad. It's the same thing with ChatGPT. There's great and there's bad. And we got to go for the great part of it and learn to live with the bad and control it. It's that simple. I'm going to bring it back on. We got to talk about this. This will be fun. Okay, I'll get Ian and you I, on together. How's that sound? I appreciate that. I appreciate That'd that. Be great. And uh, actually, Ian, Ian is Ian is uh, actually working with a couple of other other teachers on a webinar around this. Um, oh, because good. I didn't uh, know that. Turn it, turn it is, turn it is actually trying to create a way to analyze text and know whether or not it's a machine generated. So these these are things that are happening across not just uh, the school level, but at, you know, developers, um, and, and they're accounting for that. And so, you know, these are the types of things that, you know, CTE, as I said at the beginning, and just to kind of tie it all together, I know we're short on time, is, um, you know, this is supposed to be what's happening now. It's supposed to be tied to the job of what we need right now. And so to ignore the tools and to ignore the technology that's out there is, is just doing a disservice for the kids. That's right. Um, that's who are right. going to be who are going to be doing this in the future, and the more that we can promote the tools, as you said, for good and for you know a value add in uh, in, in the workforce, I feel like that's where you know society overall has got to kind of embrace it and um, you know just 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 promote the good and and and, and cultivate that. Uh, That's right. To promote some some things like that we're talking about with like creativity, critical thinking, problem solving. Like if you use those if you use those tools for those things, that's a great use of it. Um, and you know, hopefully, the good outweighs the bad on some of these types of things. We got to make sure that that is the case. And I we we do have to leave, so I I will be back in touch with you. Okay, and we'll we'll do some more on this, Jared, because this is great, and I don't want to take the terminating thing, but let's put it this way. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, I will be back. Okay. You, you uh, feel free to reach out at any time. I will. And, uh, I will. I really appreciate the invite to talk, and a special shout-out to the students and staff at Staten Island Tech uh, on They're the way out. The Sith. Revenge of the Sith, the I'm Sith. telling you. Staten <laughs> Island Technical High School. Okay, thanks, Jared. Tell everybody hello for me, please. Okay, thank All you. Right. Have a great day. Thank you, Larry. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> that's going to be a good show. Jared Jacks, Dr. Jacks, that's J-A-X. Okay, he's a physics teacher and CTE coordinator. That really is a cool school, Staten Island Technical High School, Staten Island Tech, which is, by the way, in Staten Island, New York. Okay, and... Uh, Good, good stuff and great stuff, and I love the way physics and CTE come together there. That's something I is rare. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. The music's supposed to start, but it doesn't seem to be starting. I'll just hum along here, okay? It's circling like what happened before, so I'll talk to you later. Okay, I'm going to shut down the show. <laughs>